Hello, my beautiful friends. My name is Bryn Wise, and you are listening to the Grace Mama Grace podcast. I am a mom who struggles with mom guilt, and I am working tirelessly to overcome it. It is my mission to help you remember that you are enough, exactly the way you are. You are the mother your children need, and you are perfect as a mother just because you love your kids. Let's do this. Hey, 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 my beautiful friends. Okay, I'm freaking stoked to talk about this today because this is actually something that one of you guys asked for. And I absolutely love it when I hear from one of you guys and you say like, hey, can you please talk about this? Or, Hey, this is a really good idea. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, on your podcast or whatever. Like seriously, I love it. When I hear from you on social media, I love it. When you reach out to me on Facebook and Instagram and tell me the things that you need to hear and that you want to hear more about. So Shout out to my girl, Rochelle. She's been an avid listener since day one. And this is actually a topic that she asked for. Okay. So she reached out and was like, Hey, um, do you have any podcasts about helping your kids feel like they are enough? And I was like, Oh my gosh, like, no, I don't, I don't have a podcast about that. So that's like a freaking good idea. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that idea. So today's episode is going to be my thoughts, tips, tricks around helping your kids feel like they are good enough. Okay. So I just have a couple of ideas, a couple of thoughts. And again, guys, this is Bryn coming from, I'm not an expert. I am a mom of three, almost four. My oldest is only five. Okay. So I don't have teenagers. I don't have, you know, like we're just all over the spectrum, right? All I know is what I know. All I know is my my best, my experience, right? So just take that with a grain of salt. Always, everything that I say, take it with a grain of salt. If it helps you and you can find ways to, okay, I'm going to tweak that or that inspires me to try this or do this or whatever with my own kiddo, just know I'm just coming at you with my own personal experience And the things I've learned in my schooling and in human development and early childhood education, and I got to work with the youth in my church for like seven years, okay? So just know that is where my thoughts are coming from. But don't like go thinking Bryn is this like all-knowing, high and mighty, like pray about, pray about it, okay? Because God knows (laughs) your kid way better than I do, way better than I do, okay? So just wanted to do that little public service announcement, if you will. Okay. But the first thought that I had about, all right, you are really trying to help your kiddo feel like they are good enough. What can you do? And the first thought that I had with that is to truly just create time, just the two of you, where you can hang out and where you can spend quality time with them and where you can just listen. And mama, sometimes that's as simple as I am driving my kid to their soccer practice. And instead of listening to this recording or listening to music or listening to this 
whatever podcast or whatever, I'm just going to turn the sound off and I'm just going to have a conversation with this kiddo, or I'm just going to drive in quiet and just see if they say anything or ask anything or want to talk about anything, right? And even if it's a five minute commute, like just creating that space where you can just listen, right? And I, in having this conversation with a couple of friends, a lot of, especially if this is something that you're like dealing with your teenagers with, your teenagers don't want you to fix their problems. They don't, right? It never goes over well when you are like, oh yeah, I remember being there. And, and then you turn it around and make it all about you, right? There's a fine line between, no, I get it. Like I can relate because this is what happened to me. And like being vulnerable with something that happened to you and relating it back to them versus oh, what you're going through is nothing. Listen to what I had to go through when I was your age. So just recognizing and realizing that that is, there is a fine line there. And there is so much power in being vulnerable and not just telling your kids, like, I get it. I, I know what that feels like. And they're like, yeah, whatever. You don't know what this feels like, right? But and sharing those personal experiences of no, I really do know what this feels like, right? I know what it feels like to break up with someone you really like. I had a boyfriend or I had whatever, right? Like, and you can go into that vulnerable story and let your kids get to know you on a vulnerable, deeper level. But again, doing it with the sole purpose of helping them relate to you and not with the sole purpose of. I'm going to one-up you and look at, look at like my life is so much harder than yours. Right. And just creating that, that space to, to talk, to listen, to engage in conversation with each other, to be vulnerable with your child, to tell them those stories. Right. And creating the relationship where, you know what, I do listen to you and you know, I'll be here for you. Right. And I'm not going to try to fix your problem. I'm just going to listen. We were blessed with two ears and one mouth, meaning we should listen twice as much as we talk, right? Shut up and listen a lot of the time. And if you feel so inspired to be vulnerable and share one of your stories, okay, cool, do it. But creating those opportunities to just talk. And maybe, like I said, that's in the car and you're turning off the music. Maybe that's after they get home from school and you stop whatever you were working on. You stop folding the laundry. You stop sweeping the floor. You stop doing the dishes. You stop doing your work that you do from home or whatever. You stop and you just sit and you just, how was your day? right? Or sometimes it's as simple as going into their room at night and tickling their back or playing with their hair or whatever, right? Depending on gender and and your relationship and all the things, but just going into the room and just, hey, I'm just thinking about you. How, How are things, right? And having that, having that time to 
lay in their bed with them if you have that kind of relationship and just open up that door to just talk. It doesn't have to be, we're going to go on a date every other minute, or you're going to stay up every Wednesday with me. And those things are beautiful too. Take your kids on one-on-one dates with just you and just them. Take just one kid with you to Costco the next time you go. Go on a date with your spouse and one child. Those things are amazing. Allow one kid to stay up late at nighttime and hang out with you guys, right? And watch a movie together, just the two of you or the three of you with your spouse or whatever, right? Just, but it doesn't have to be that grand, okay? It can literally just be stop being so busy when they get home from school and just be ready to listen genuinely and listen with your eyes, not just your ears, okay? Because they can totally tell when you're actually listening versus when you're just, uh-huh, 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 I'm just going through the motions. Okay, cool. I, I'm glad you had a great day, right? Situation. So create that time, just the two of you, where you can just listen, okay? That's my first tip for helping your kiddo really feel like they're good enough because if they know they have a safe space at home, it really doesn't matter about the rest of the world's opinion of them and all the hard things that their peers may or may not be doing, right? Because if they know at least I am loved by my mom or I am loved at home, then they will be thriving humans no matter what difficulties face them in the outside world, because they will have that solid foundation of at home, I'm enough. At home, I am safe. At home, I am loved. At home, I am valued. At home, I am listened to, right? So be prayerful about how you can create that at home for each kid so that they can really truly feel like they're good enough, okay? All right, step number two is to implement affirmations into your routine. And a lot of the times I am a huge believer in whatever I want my kiddos to do, I need to be willing to do it too. And they need to see by example, right? So mama, I'm telling you, get you some affirmations, okay? And I have studied affirmations for like six years now. There are so many different ways to create affirmations, but basically my favorite way and the way that I'm currently doing right now is just very powerful, short, simple, I am statements. And the reason I love I am statements is because the words I am That's literally one of the names of the savior. And so when we put that on ourselves, we are putting on Christ and through Christ, we can do all things, right? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When we start an affirmation with the word, I am 
we are literally calling on his power to make us more than we are, to make us better than we are, right? Because it's not just us, it's him. And we are better with him. And we're calling upon him to help us grow into the type of person we hope and aspire and want to be, okay? So I'll just give you, for example, some of my affirmations, okay? And I'm not affiliated with this app at all. I'm just telling you this because I love it. There's an app called Think Up, and it, you can pay like once, a, or it's like every six months. I can't remember. It's been a long time since I bought it, but I feel like it's like $39 every six months or $99 for your whole life. I did the $99 for your whole life situation. <laughs> so, cause I knew if I forgot about it after, you know, a year, year and a half, I'd be paying way more than $99 and still using it. Right. So I love it. I've been using it for a little over two years now and I love it. 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 But it's a place where you can record your own voice doing your affirmations and little pro tip, I would encourage you when you're recording your affirmations, do it at the time of day where you naturally feel the most energy, do it right after you finished an awesome workout where you feel epic or you just took a shower and did your hair and you feel freaking beautiful or you just went on a walk and the sunshine got into your soul and you just feel so good right like record your affirmations in those moments don't try to go record your affirmations when you're like feeling all butt hurt at your spouse because xyz or your kids just finished fighting and i'm just going to shut my myself in my closet real quick so i can just record my affirmations right like don't don't record your affirmations when you're in that headspace. Record your affirmations when you feel good, okay? Whatever that looks like for you. So my affirmations are something as simple as, I am a fierce and powerful woman. I have an amazing voice and talent for speaking truth. I am fabulous. I am spiritual. I am kind. I am giving. I am so loving. I am energetic. I am fun. I am passionate. I am relentless. I am healthy. I fill my heart, mind, and body with goodness, healthy food, a gallon of water, seven hours of rest, meaningful play, amazing books, and spiritual enlightenment. I get things done. I know that done is better than perfect. And I take action on the things that matter most. I am an amazing mom. I am worth the time it takes to feel amazing. I did a whole podcast episode about that affirmation. I am incredibly inspiring. I am dedicated to creating abundance for my family. I am willing to sacrifice the small comforts of today to bring us greater abundance for many years to come. Okay. So those are my affirmations. I literally, I literally read you all of them except for three, um, that are more like business related and less whatever. So, but seriously, you guys, like it doesn't have to be complicated and each affirmation I recorded on its own. And then I just set a timer. I set a timer for five minutes and it, the think up app has a timer, right? And when I push play on my affirmations, it just plays them for five minutes in a random order. And I can hear my own voice and it's set to music. So it's like 
awe-inspiring and awesome, right? And I just listen to them, okay? And as I have done this, my kids are like, I want some. I want some affirmations, right? And so we just created really powerful affirmations for them. And guess what it is? It's I am statements, okay? So just for the sake of letting you hear how powerful this is, I'll just turn this on and you'll hear it with the music. You'll hear my kids and their voice and I'll loop it so that it's like, one is mine, one is my son's, one is my daughter's, whatever. It's going to be sporadic. So I don't know what order it's going to be in, but so you can hear for yourself how powerful this is. And I won't like do it for five minutes. I'll just play a couple. Okay. But I want you to hear how powerful this is. Again, this is using the app Think Up. I am so happy and grateful now that I have written a best-selling book called Grace, Mama Grace. right? Like, oh my gosh, like it brings tears to my eyes just to listen to those. Okay. I love them so much. And so many times when I listen to my affirmations, I like to listen to my kids as well, even if they're not listening with me, just because it helps me remember that I am not just improving my mindset for me. As I improve my mindset for myself, it's naturally rubbing off on my children because they really do want to be like me, okay? So one of my top tips really in helping your kiddos understand that they are enough and believe that they are enough is mama to believe that you are enough. And that really starts with the words that you say to yourself in your brain because the words you think in your brain are gonna be the words that come out of your mouth. And if you're constantly saying, I'm chubby and I'm getting old, right? Or things like that, even if you're meaning it to be funny and in jest, okay? Those things are degrading on you, okay? And so I am big, and mature and growing, you know, there's a huge difference between I am big and loud and mature and I am chubby and old. You know what I mean? Like, because if you're saying those things out loud, you're thinking those things in your brain. And it's 95% of the time, not in a funny, I'm being funny type of voice. It's in a man, I'm getting chubby man, I'm getting old, right? Situation. So watch your own thoughts. Watch the words that you're saying about yourself. 
and then flip them and help your kids flip them. Because as you become more aware, more aware of your own thoughts and change your own thoughts, you'll start to hear your kids' voices and you'll start to recognize, hey, don't say that about yourself. That wasn't nice, right? And I literally will say that in conversation with people. And like if my son, who's five, who will say something, dude, stop saying that. You're being so mean to yourself right now. Instead, change your words and say whatever, right? So like, for example, one of the things that he constantly says is, I can't do it. I can't do it, right? And we've literally started threatening (laughs) push-ups. Like anytime you say, I can't do it, I'm going to make you do five push-ups. Stop saying that, right? And we try to make it like funny and whatever. And instead, we coach him, don't say, I can't do it. Say, it's hard for me and I need help, or I can't do it yet. Will you please help me, right? Or whatever, right? So just truly being becoming aware of your own thoughts, your own words will help you be so much more conscious and aware of the thoughts and words of your kids. And as you change your own self-talk, you can help your kids change their self-talk too. Okay, so create those affirmations and and implement them into your daily routine and try to get help your kiddos implement them as well. And if it's one of those, hey, we're going to record these and we're going to listen to them on our way while I drive you guys to school or we're going to listen to these while you guys do your morning chores and we'll have them on for the whole house to hear, right? Uh, or whatever. One of my favorite things is while we're going to soccer, my son's soccer games on Saturday, right? All right, dude, let's listen to your affirmations. And he hears himself, I am awesome. I am strong. Jesus loves me, right? Like all these, my family loves me, right? It's so powerful. It's so powerful. So implement them into your routine, into your kiddo's routine, And just watch their confidence blossom and bloom because truly people move on in life. People change, people grow, people move, people die. But if they can be their own best friend, everything will change. Everything will change. The only two people that will never leave them is the savior and themselves. They will always be with themselves, right? So if they can change that voice in their head and if they can truly rely on their savior, the world will open up to them and they will feel and know that they are good enough no matter what anyone else thinks about them or says about them or does to them or whatever, okay? Okay. With that said, I just want to do a little plug. There's a book, maybe I've talked about it before, but there's a book called um, The High Five Habit and it's by Mel Robbins. She's the same author as The Five Second Rule. I can't personally recommend the book necessarily just because it says the F word a lot. And I'm like, really did we have to throw that in there so much? 
but I love the concept and the idea. I listened to the first couple of chapters and then I was like, okay, I think I get it. Like I'm going to turn it off because I don't want to hear the F word so much, but, but the whole concept and idea of the high five habit is to just every morning when you wake up to just give yourself a high five in the mirror with no bra on, with your teeth unbrushed, with your hair super crazy, with boogers still in your eyes, whatever, in all your, I just woke up glory, right? And just give yourself a high five. And because there are so many positive associations, scientifically proven, with high fives. And if we can high five ourselves, like literally touch the mirror, not like give yourself a clap in front of your face, like I see my reflection in the mirror. I'm high-fiving the mirror. I'm going to touch the mirror. I'm going to get fingerprints on the mirror. I'm going to high-five myself. And that will start to build this positive relationship with me. And what a high-five communicates is I see you. I believe in you. I'm here for you, right? And if you can get into that habit of at least every morning, high-fiving yourself, but every time you see your reflection, even better, right? And you can start to build that relationship with yourself of, I see you, I'm here for you, I value you, I believe in you, right? High-five, 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 self, you're freaking awesome, right? Because again, the only two people in their life who will never die, who will never leave them, who will never move the savior and themselves, right? So they have to build that relationship with themselves and you have to build that relationship with yourself, okay? So affirmations, high five habit. That's tip number two, okay? Tip number three is just knowing and recognizing that the sooner they have access to social media, the sooner they will start the comparison game, okay? So again, my oldest is only five. This is not Bryn getting on her soapbox and don't give your phone, children cell phones and whatever, right? But just know, yes, when your child starts walking to school by his or herself or starts after school practice or starts this team sport or starts driving or starts X, Y, Z, whatever the reason you are giving your phone or your child a phone is, just know if they also have access to social media, they also now have access to comparison, okay? And they're not immune to it. You're not immune to it. I'm not immune to it. They're not immune to it. And especially in the younger teenage brains, okay, their brains are still developing, and they can't filter as easily. No, yeah, like I'm good enough. That's just what Susie Joe over there is doing, but this is what I'm doing over here and I'm still good enough, right? Like they don't mentally, I don't know all the scientific words around it, right? But they don't mentally have the capacity to separate those things as well as adults do, okay? So just know if they have access to social media, the comparison game begins, okay? It's just the way it goes. So can you monitor it? Absolutely. Can you 
make sure that they don't have access to social media? Sure. Can you see who all they're following, like all the people that they are following? Can you follow them as well on your own social media account and make sure like, hey, yeah, this is a really positive influence. I would love for you to see his or her content every day versus <laughs> let's stop following that friend, okay? Because um, that doesn't plant good seeds in our head, right? Or whatever. Okay, there are so many different ways to, okay, yes, you can have a phone, but you can't have Instagram, or you can have a phone, but you can't have Facebook, or you can have a phone, but you can only be on Instagram or Facebook for 30 minutes a day, and I'm going to follow all the people you're following too, to make sure that what you're actually seeing is uplifting and happy versus <laughs> degrading and immoral and making you feel like you're not good enough, right, or whatever. And just trying to do your best to have a handle on that, okay? I have no idea what that's going to look like when we cross that bridge. I know there's currently a, an awesome resource. It's a watch that's like really big in Utah. And my family lives in Utah. So every time we drive there, it's like all over the billboards. But there's this watch called a Gab watch, I want to say G-A-B-B, -B, and it's literally calling, texting, and GPS location, but nothing else, right? And so as of right now, if my kid turned 13 today and whatever, I think that's the route I would go because I don't want him to have access to the comparison in the social media when his brain is still developing, right? Uh, that's me personally, though. You get to make your own choice for your own kid. Okay, but just know if they have access to social media, the comparison game most likely begins. So expect it, anticipate it, do your best to be on top of it, be aware of it, right? And don't just put on your rose colored glasses and, oh, my kid will be different. My kid will be special. Your kid is special and beautiful in their own unique ways, but <laughs> social media was literally designed to be an addictive substance for people to come back to and come back to and come back to, right? And we all know that comparison is one of the biggest traps of social media, okay? So with that said, not just social media, but also one of my favorite things that has really helped me growing up actually comes from a line in a song. And the song is called Affirmations by Savage Garden. And there's just one line in there where he says, I believe that beauty magazines promote low self-esteem. And I loved that song when I was little. I, I sang it all growing up, right? Like, and that planted a seed in my head of, okay, like I, I agree with that. Because I know that when I look at beauty magazines, I don't feel good about myself. I, I need better hair. I need clearer skin. I need a smaller stomach. I need less cellulite. I need whatever fill in the blank, right? They don't <laughs> make me feel like, yeah, I am rocking this thing called life and my body is perfect and beautiful and fabulous and God-given, right? Like, no, those are not the thoughts that are entering into my head when I look at beauty magazines. So me personally, I've made it a personal choice. I'm not going to look at those. Not just I'm not going to buy them. I'm not even going to look at it. 
if it's at the doctor's office or it's on my friend's counter or it's whatever sitting next to me at the spa, I'm not going to look at it because I don't want low self-esteem. I want high self-esteem. I want to love myself. I want to believe in myself, right? So I'm not going to look at it. I'm not. And that has worked really well for me, okay? So I, this is not Bryn telling you to get off of social media, get off of Instagram, get off of, get off of all the whatever things. I still use Instagram. I still use Facebook, but I just try to be a positive light in the world. And if there's ever a time when I scroll through my feed and I find myself thinking unkind thoughts about myself, I don't, okay, I'll give that person a second chance. I'll Maybe if they offend me three times, then I'll unfollow them. Nope. If one time, if you offend me or you say something that I don't agree with, or I find myself comparing myself to you, you're not uplifting me, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm unfollowing you right here, right now. And if I miss you down the road, I'll, I'll refriend you again. It's not going to be the end of the world, right? But controlling your social media that way, helping your kiddos control their social media that way and being aware and attentive to, you know what? I don't need to tune into these TV shows, these magazines, this pop culture, these other whatever things that bring me down, that bring my thoughts down, right? Unfollow, block, delete, see you later. I'm not looking at it. I'm not purchasing it. I'm not buying it. I'm not touching it, right? Protect yourself protect your kiddos and put good sources into your life instead. Things that raise you up, things that lift you up. Yes. Okay. That's tip number three. Tip number four is do your kiddos have things that they're passionate about and things that they're good at? Because the more we can have hobbies and passions and feel like we are good at something, it really does raise our self-esteem and, and our feelings of that good enoughness, right? And like, for example, there was a phase of life where life was pretty freaking hard and my marriage was in a hard place. And I know I've shared about this before, but it was a really good and healing and therapeutic thing for me to be able to take off my marriage hat when marriage got hard and instead put on my coaching hat because I was good at helping others be healthy. It made me happy. It brought me joy. I had friends. It was fun, right? It still is. Um, but in this phase of life, especially, it was my escape, right? And it brought me confidence when other areas of my life threatened to rob that confidence from me, right? So if you can help your kiddos find something that they're good at, and it doesn't have to be soccer, dance, whatever the things you like normally think of, right? Something that can be showcased on a stage, right? They can be good at cooking. They can be good at listening. They can be good at 
being kind to others. They can be good at making friends. They can be good at art and painting. They can be good at being creative and finding awesome ways to turn something so ordinary into something super fabulous, right? They can be amazing at organizing or cleaning or music or photography or whatever. The sky is the limit, right? But do they have things they're passionate about? Do they have things they're good at? And do they know that they're good at it? Have you told them how good they are at it? Because we all love to be buoyed up, right? We all love to be lifted up and, and made to feel good, right? And the more we know, hey, you're really good at that. And the more we hear that, the more we want to do it. And it boosts our self-esteem. It boosts our self-confidence. It boosts our feelings of being enough, right? And so help them. Help them find things they're passionate about. Help them find things they're good at. And make sure to tell them often that they are good at it, right? And that you're proud of them and that they inspire you and all of those things. Even if they're very different hobbies than you would have chosen, or that you would have chosen for them, right? Help them find what they are passionate about and what they love, okay? Last one that I have for you is to truly help them as much as you can. This is kind of something they have to do on their own, but to have at least one good friend, at least one. And you can't really help them find this friend, but if you know they have that good friend, trying to help them create those opportunities to get together as much as you can. Because I know there was a phase of life where I felt like I was friends with a lot of people and no one all at the same time. I had friends, I had people to sit with at lunch, I had whatever, blah, 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 but I didn't have like a good friend who I could tell all my deepest, darkest secrets to that I would call at a moment's notice or when I was going through something hard. And there was a phase of life that I didn't have anybody like that. And it was still to this day, the hardest phase of life that I've ever been through because we need people. We need each other. We need to know we have a friend that we can turn to who will be there for us when we, when we need them most, right? And it's one thing to be surrounded by a million people. And it's another thing entirely to know, okay, I'm only surrounded by a couple of people, but these are my people. They get me, they understand me, they listen to me, they love me. I can be myself around them, right? And so do everything in your power to help your kiddo find that person, to encourage your child, your teenager, your whatever, to spend time with that person. If they moved away, create opportunities to get together as often as you can, right? If, if they moved way far away, create opportunities to Zoom or Skype or FaceTime or whatever, Maybe create opportunities once a year where we'll meet in the middle and you can go stay with them for a week or we'll go on vacation with their family or whatever, right? Like that can 
look so many different ways, but if they can have just at least one, one friend that they know loves them, that they can talk to whenever, it really truly makes a huge difference in their feeling and knowing and believing that they're good enough, okay? All right, one thing I want to add that I didn't talk about in the do they have things they're passionate about and good at, uh, I learned uh, in school um, about the zone of proximal development. And there's, I can't remember all the words or whatever, but I just remember learning that there's something along the lines of when they learn a new skill, they have to have a pretty high success rate at it to like it. And I can't remember what the percentage was, but I feel like it was somewhere around like 70 to 80%. They need to succeed at this new skill or new task or else they're going to hate it, right? They're going to hate it. And if you're introducing them to a new skill or a new thing, just knowing and recognizing that scaffolding is a very important concept especially if it's something you're teaching them or that they are being taught by others. Scaffolding meaning it's just like a building, right? Like if, if a building was being built first, you got to have that scaffolding, all that stuff up that's helping the builders and the construction workers to, to build the foundation, to put up the roof. There's all this stuff everywhere to help the building stand. And then as the building can support itself, they start to take the scaffolding down, right? And now the building is supporting itself. And in learning and teaching, that concept is to, with, and by. Meaning, first, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you what to do. I'm going to do it to you, okay? Then I'm going to do it with you. We're going to do it together, right? I'm going to help you. I'm going to be there for you. And then you're going to do it by yourself, right? And that's that scaffolding. That's that to, with, and by. First, let me show you how to do it. Then let's do it together. Then you're going to do it by yourself. And sometimes that's as simple as teaching them how to ride a bike. Like, here, let me show you how I ride my bike. Watch me, right? Okay, now I'm going to do it with you. And I'm going to hold your handlebars while you pedal or whatever. I'm going to hold on. I'm going to be here for you. And then once you've got it, you're going to do it by yourself. And the whole time I'm going to be praising you up and down the street, right? So proud of you. You're doing so good to create that 70, 80% success rate. Because if it turns into a, what's wrong with you? Why can't you do this? you know better than this. You're stronger than this. Why aren't you blah, 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 blah. Guess what? That success rate is going down and down and down and down and down and down and down. And they're not going to want to do that anymore. And they're going to have negative associations with whatever skill you're trying to teach them, do with them, play with them, whatever. So just know in any hobby, in any skill, in any passion, that while you're doing it, to do this to, with, and by approach and to praise them all along the way. And if you're not the teacher, if you've hired a coach or you've hired someone else 
to do this, to teach them a skill, look for this. See if your person you're paying money to is doing this. Are they doing it to, with, by? Are they doing it to them? Are they doing it with them? And then empowering them to do it by themselves while praising them up and down the street. And if they're not, find a new teacher, find a new instructor, find somebody else who is following the scaffolding model so that your kid can have this 70 to 80% success rate and feel good about themselves instead of, I absolutely hate this. I want to be done. I don't want to go anymore. I hate it. I'm whatever, right? Help them find those passions. Help them feel successful. Okay. All right. I know that was kind of like up and down and all over the place and here and this and that and the other, but I hope it was powerful for you. Okay. So just to recap, tip number one, create time, just the two of you where you can truly listen. Number two, affirmations. Number three, know that with phones and access to social media comes comparison. Okay. So be aware of it, be ahead of it, have strategies in place that you can combat it. Okay. Do they have things they're passionate about and good at? That's number four. Okay. And number five is help them find at least one friend. And if they have that one friend, try to create opportunities as often as you can to get those friends together. Even if that means you have to drive across town to another state, save up money to get them together if they moved away or whatever, okay? All right, I freaking love you. I believe in you. And more than anything, know that you are enough, mama. Because the more you believe you are enough, the more you'll be able to help your kiddos feel that they are enough too. And you'll start to recognize and realize, hey, I've felt that way. And this is what I did to help me through it. So now I can help you through it too. But if you're still working on your own journey of I don't feel like I'm good enough, it'll be really hard to help them feel like they're good enough too. Because you can't save someone from drowning if you don't know how to swim right? So help yourself feel like you're good enough exactly as you are today, right now. Then go forward and help them feel like they're good enough too. And if you need more tips, tricks, advice, thoughts around helping yourself feel like you're good enough, I did a podcast episode with Brad Bizjack last, it was in season one and it was an early episode and when I did the end of year, like top 10, it was in there too. Okay. So there's actually two places to find it. So go re-listen to that. If you need tips, tricks, thoughts, ideas around how to feel good enough yourself. Okay. I freaking love you. I believe in you. You are doing better than you think you are. And you are amazing. Seriously. So go believe it and go help your kiddos know that they are amazing too. I'll see you next week. And remember, if you have any tips, tricks, thoughts, ideas around future podcast episodes that you would love to hear, I would love your ideas, 
especially right now, as I prepare to have my cute baby next month, I would love to get several episodes recorded in the future so that you guys have great things to listen to. And I don't have to stress about it when I have a newborn. Okay. So seriously, reach out to me on Facebook, on Instagram, find me and let me know anything you'd love to hear about in the future. Okay. I love you, my friends. I'll see you next week. All right, you guys, that's it. Thank you for sticking around. If this message spoke to you today, please feel free to share it with someone you love. It would mean the world to me if you would leave this podcast a quick review from wherever you're listening from so that other mamas can find it too. Be sure to find me on Instagram so that we can be friends in real life. You can find me at Bryn Wise. Thank you for making the choice to become a mom. Thank you for loving your kids. Remember that you are doing better than you think you are. Remember to lean on your village. Remember, the biggest contribution you make in this world might not be something you do, but someone you raise. And always remember to give yourself grace.